Welcome, welcome back to the Hooligans Pitch. It's not just me this time. Michael is back. He's match fit, ready to go. Like 80%, mostly. 80, 80% fit. We'll call it 80. Um, well, you're out. working your way back, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not ready to go a full 90. Give me like a, a, a late sub, like an Eze sub today. Just get me sure, that yeah. little... <laughs> Give me that minute breather, three touches, yeah, and yeah. Uh, by next week I'll be I'll be good to go. <laughs> well, good. Glad to have you back. Um, last week, I feel like I grew into it as it went on, but I felt like I was just rambling the whole time. Hey, so. you, you held it down, man. That was great. I was um, a little offended by by you saying I controlled you, bro. I, I never I, I'm never trying to control you. Okay, we just got a system here. We got it dialed yeah. in um but no that was bravo well done to go to go almost an hour by yourself that's that's hard to do i've been there and i went like 15 minutes i was like yeah i said enough yeah i mean that's what i expected and then all of a sudden it, it just kept going and i was almost an hour in i could almost you could almost just do a whole side podcast with just like chad's thoughts <laughs> yeah maybe maybe one day i'll, I'll do a little spinoff here uh-huh. yep thoughts with chad i don't know you can, you can think of a name you can be clever yeah yeah, um, I got some thoughts up there, so, you know, people could hear them. <laughs> so, yeah, the last week was a little wild. I feel like a week of my life has been missing, you know, match week 16. Fair. It's kind of like it never happened. Um, yeah. So going into match week 17, I, I feel like I had to do a little recap um, since we've mm. been doing this every Sunday now for what feels like the last, at least the last month, we've been going pretty strong besides the little, yeah. little international break we had. Um, so, yeah, getting caught up. Uh, I watched most of the games today, yesterday, caught a couple, um, mm-hmm. Friday, watched the game and then I'm ready, ready to go again this week. So we're back on nice. track. There we go. Yep. Well, mind. to move us forward, let's talk drinks. Mm. I'm going to start because I'm going the, the easy route here. I'm just doing a uh, Do spin drift, uh, raspberry lime, just delicious. Mm, okay, um, still yeah, trying to get highlighted. I had a couple beers last night. Not I had two. Well, I guess that's a couple. A couple. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think that was enough for the weekend. I need to get full, fully recovered. And I got a fridge full of treehouse that we're going to, I'm just going to chalk one up every Sunday with you. So there you go. So I like ready. it. <laughs> How about yourself? Well, uh, I'm continuing the, uh, the Costco um, beer advent calendar nice um it's all german beer so this the spars tint it's a stout um which i'm not a huge fan of stouts so mm. we'll see but uh here we are what's the percentage we're talking 6.2 okay not bad yeah uh, not too shabby it's not my favorite but you know I'm not going to let go to waste. So. Yeah, why would you do that? That's crazy. <laughs> um, but before we jump into the games, there's a matter we need to talk about that is not Premier League related at all. I don't even know where this is going. I know. I'm this springing it on you. so improvised right now. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the MLS has made a decision to exit the U.S. Open Cup in 2024. Yep. Which... Um, you know, being a Sac Republic fan and just, you know, some Yanks that enjoy the soccer worlds, um, feel like we need to make a little bit of a, have a little bit of chat about this. <laughs> yeah, what does this mean exactly? Because I, I, I did see that news. Um, yeah. I said, that's a bummer, but I really don't even know what that means. Yeah. So, um, you know, U.S. Open Cup is, is our FA Cup, essentially. Right. Um, 
open to it's the open cup it's open to you know all all teams um it's been around since 1914 it's our longest running soccer competition uh you know long wait we're just scrapping it we're just saying bye-bye no no no. it's still going but mls is is removing themselves from it oh those um Mm. yeah Mm. (laughs) um so their argument is that um it, they're going to take the like the first teams out of it and put their developmental MLS Next Pro teams in it um, to get them more experience, which sounds like like a waste. Um, I guess the uh, Next Pro is like pretty much third tier of U.S. soccer, so like you know even under USL level. So okay, getting players more experience, fine, whatever. You could do that while still being with your normal MLS team and just play the kids if you want to, right? Um, but the, their other argument is that it, uh, it'll it help with the fixture congestion that, that MLS teams are experiencing. Um, so currently, if an MLS team went the whole way in Open Cup, you're adding six matches. So you're adding at least one for the first round they're in, potentially up to six. So, okay, fair. But um, last season, they started the League's Cup, which is MLS teams versus Liga MX teams. Mm-hmm. And this one uh, not only is further travel, but uh, has a minimum of two matches added with a max of seven. So your fixture congestion argument just doesn't really fly because you added this in, I don't know, it's probably more profitable than the Open Cup, I guess, but... Um, you know, it's not all about money. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the cup that Inter Miami won, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Pretty they, sure. They kind of that was the game. That was the debut for Messi when he came in. I'm pre- and, pretty and, sure and is that just, one. They went on that run. Um, yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Um. So you know, that's a bummer. Just um, like part of of these open cups fa cup style competitions is like it's just you get that magic of the cup right where it's like the small teams versus the big teams and like some some cup sets and um just bringing big teams into smaller markets and trying to help grow the game right um so honestly mls pulling out i think is pretty disrespectful not only to the history of the open cup but like to the fans you know the growth of the sport in in the states um and like mls wants to be like the pinnacle of of soccer here but then you're removing yourself from our longest standing soccer competition (laughs) this screams we're scared of getting beat by a team that's potentially lower than us and says we could we could take mls teams I have a filter yeah. on my mic right now, but I want to say so much more. Because uh, <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. the, the, the teams of the MLS, they all have to come to some type of unanimous agreement on this, right? If, if... Yeah, I, I think it goes... I, I'm assuming like their boards all like you know vote together and, and decided on this. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, just to look at, at Sac Republic's 2022 run, um, you know, they beat the Earthquakes, the Galaxy, and, and uh, Sporting KC on their way to the final. Um, and even in the final, you know, they were, yeah, beaten in it, but, like, held their own for a good 60, 70 minutes in it. So While traveling. At, yeah. At, while, at, at, not at a neutral stadium. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and then you know that that's like i think part of that it like you said is mls doesn't want mls teams getting beat um by lower leagues but that's just that's just cup competition you know um so yeah i don't know i don't like it i know a lot of fans don't like it um i see a lot of them saying they're going to boycott MLS or boycott the League's Cup, but it's also off season right now, so we'll see if they stick to that when yeah. season comes back around. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I felt like we had to at least bring that up. You know, it, it's not anything that we talk about or, or deal with on this podcast, really. But we got to be on the right side of this. <laughs> argument i think <laughs> I, I, I think we're in agreement i think this is why we're probably bigger fra- fans of european soccer um mm-hmm. there's no bs there's no one scared of an opportunity and this just screams insecurity by the these 29 teams saying we have these lower tier teams who are des- oh, i'd say desperate desperate to get to where we are and mm-hmm. this is their one chance to prove that they can beat us which they're doing and yeah. it's even it, it's increasing the the chances of a relegation promotion system coming in. I saw some interviews um, this last week doing my my scrolling, just asking Europeans, you know, what do they think of the American system? And they didn't they didn't understand that we did not have a promotion relegation system. They were like, mm. so what's the point of being in a league if you have nothing to fight for? And it was like, yeah, totally, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and that's about <laughs> what 60 percent of teams by the last twenty to. 15% of their season for almost the big five leagues all around when it just turns into a tank fest. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't turn into a tank fest in the EPL. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like, Malachi's just like, ah, we're done now. We're just gonna, we're just gonna lose out. That's crazy. Look, it's been a few months. We it's gave crazy. it a good run. Just, just go have fun, guys. <laughs> I'm just gonna reference, yeah, and... I'll reference the NBA really quick. The Detroit Pistons are on a 24-game losing streak right now, and oh. they're saying, great, we're gonna get the number one pick. See, that's... That that's that's, I mean that's kind of a thing in all American sports, I guess. Is you know if you do badly, you get a better pick, and like fans kind of cope that way, I guess. Uh, but that's just that's not as fun because then you get to watch that season and your team continues to be trash, and you just like there's no point. All right, yeah, we're not really fighting for anything. We're if anything, I'm hoping we do worse to make sure we get the number yeah, one. They're gonna get mad about, right? like... about a win coming up, <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that that's the nice part of the Open Cup is you get to do you do get to see some of that, you know, interleague, yeah, um, competition, and then see that you know some USL teams are maybe not at the top end of MLS, but could certainly fight at the lower end. And, you know, we're at a proper promotion relegation system, potentially work the way up and, and, you know, stay up. Um, But same way, you know, Sac Republic last season, I think it was their first game in open cup. They played some like random small team, uh, I think from Oakland and like very nearly went out to them, but, um, you know, brought it back right at the end to, to get past it. And mm-hmm. like watching that sucked, but that's also just like that, like little bit of cup magic moment, right. Of, of this small team that has no business really causing this much issue, almost knocking out a big team right away. <laughs> we'll never see. So that. yeah. Um, <laughs> MLS says they'll reassess in 2024. Um, after I guess that the open cup, completes but unless there's big pushback or, or some big policy change that 
um, the U.S. Soccer Federation wants to implement, like, they don't really have a reason to go back on their their stance now. What's so. the overall fan opinion on this? Are we are we in the uh, common ground um, of saying y'all are y'all are little weenies backing out of this thing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a little bit hard to tell the general sense because mm. you know, like Reddit is mostly soccer fans and and supporters of teams so you're a little bit more involved than just your general fan but what about the mls um, fans though like are they being like what are we doing why are we are they like yeah we shouldn't be in this anymore i think most of them seem to be like definitely against removing themselves from it um if anything they're all just calling for like changes to uh, roster size and like salary caps and stuff so you can have a big enough squad to fully rotate for these games if you want um, which I mean I like it just doesn't make sense if you're gonna you have these developmental teams right so like I guess that would be what maybe you're like for for European teams like a u23 u21 team something yeah. like that um, so if that's part of your club anyway then why not just play those kids if you want um but then if you do want to sprinkle in mm-hmm. you know uh, some more experienced guys in there like like you know teams doing the fa cup anyway then do it like i don't think you got to remove the the whole first tier out of it just to try and get more play time for the the young guys coming up especially after 100 and what nine years now yeah so crazy yeah, um, annoying, and uh, we'll see what happens. But if anything, I guess it gives USL teams a better shot <laughs> at winning the thing. So, so. The USL should definitely win it next year, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Chad, should we uh, jump into EPL action? I do have one more thing. Oh, you got more? <laughs> Bro. Not about Open Cup, but um, about Arteta's ah, yes. uh, okay. FA... <laughs> charges that um he was found not guilty of um dug through a little bit more of it um and the, the fa had some some interesting takes in here honestly um they uh so they their overall ruling was that he breached rule e3 which is Hit basically that fine print. yeah basically you can't make comments that are insulting toward match officials and or detrimental to the game and or bring the game into disrepute Okay. Fair enough. Um, you know, this is post Newcastle game, so Arteta was on them about the the VAR and, and refing and stuff. Um, nothing too like pointed and personal, but enough to to ring the alarm, I guess, for the PGMOL. <laughs> um, so my favorite part to come out of this was that Arsenal claimed Arteta um, misspoke when he said disgrace. <laughs> what do you mean? Because, say? well, they they claimed that um, you know in in Spanish there's uh, d- disgracia, um, <laughs> which which in Spanish means like misfortune rather than you know disgraceful or, or uh, anything like that. So nice. um, they they kind of swung it that way initially, but Arteta actually came out in his hearing and denied that he was like, no, I said what I said, <laughs> yeah, come but. On. That's been a nice little like meme going around uh, throughout the the club and and you know fan areas. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so FA's 
charges um, were all brought in, in front of an independent panel who, you know, decided whether they would stand or not. Um, basically, they they argued that Arteta's comments held uh, more weight because he's more high profile and more public of a, a manager compared to, you know, like a smaller team or, or okay. smaller manager. Um, and the panel basically said, uh, words are either insulting to match official or they are not. It matters not by whom they are delivered. So, okay. Shut that one down. <laughs> um, the next charge, FA said that Arteta's tone and delivery was vitriolic, incensed, enraged, and infuriated. <laughs> That's opinion-based, though, so I don't yeah. know how you can really decipher that. Basically, the, the panel came back and said that, um, you know, while some of his demeanor was maybe a little bit inappropriate, he spoke with passion and from the heart and in a carefully considered manner. So... Yes. Again, <laughs> shut that down. And then um, the final note was, um, and the FA kind of acknowledged this as well, um, but it just kind of helped get Arteta over the line, I guess, of, of not being guilty, um, saying that Arteta's had like a continued effort of reaching out to PGMOL and uh, like head refs to try and improve officiating and improve um VAR processes mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, <laughs> and there was a, a comment in there that he, uh, like he held this, this deep frustration with the calls that were being wrong um, and was obviously trying to work with them to figure it out. And uh, by Arteta's own admission, he said he uh, failed to produce any meaningful improvements. So <laughs> it's... Um, Ouch. <laughs> Just not a good look for the FA or PGMOL here, I think. Like, again, I think managers should be able to comment on, um, you know, calls, big calls at big moments, especially. Then you, if they can't, then you ca- you comment on it after the game. You say, yeah, you right? say something to us then. Yeah. Hiding, I mean, yeah. Hiding. It, it has to be some way of like, <laughs> if you don't want managers to talk about it or players to talk about it, then like you got to come out with a, a full and clear report of, of what happened. Like, like Dallow's two yellow cards today. Right. Like I want to see a report on that. Like, dude, even VAR today was like, um, yeah, what, what happened? <laughs> what? Yeah. So I don't know where, where this goes with Arteta. He's, he's clear for now. Um, he got another yellow card today. So, <laughs> Yeah, that one was pretty weak. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I, you know. I, I did see reports, though, this last week that Anthony uh, Arsenal players reported that Anthony Gordon said that ball went out when uh, when it did get to that goal line. And, and you know, we'll, we'll never know if he really yeah. said that. It's too hard to tell, but apparently that is the reports. I don't know who dug that up or where it came from. But Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think. How do you even know? You know, it that was a hard call anyway when you don't have a camera, like, straight on with that line so it could it could have very well been out or it could have been in by a sliver like they decided it was it just you know i mean it's moving fast and players probably focus on getting the ball turning around and and getting it back in the box so um i don't know i mean i'm not too upset about the newcastle game at this point like it's long removed but um 
just funny to to read through all those charges and uh, just see the FA and and PGA MOL um, look a little foolish. <laughs> Michael Oliver, man, after today, I, I just want to know. I want to know what happened. He wanted that game to be about him at the end of the day. And, and I mean that, that's. I didn't see if Ten Hag had any compliment or, or comments on it or, or argument or anything, but um, you know, I think you're that's fair to ask questions on on that at the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's uh, regardless of other calls in the game, like that what ten second span, all of a sudden you're out of player for the next game <laughs> because <was> wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that too. Wrong. You know the. <laughs> The call was wrong anyway, so yeah, I don't know. It's hopefully we'll see improvement, but not getting my hopes up. <laughs> I I don't understand why the refs don't lean into the coaches more, especially when they're trying to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely like a power trip thing. It's definitely a sure yeah. a, a battle of egos, right? Referees are are never wrong. That that's kind of been what the last hundred years until VAR yeah. came into place, um, and even now with VAR, it's still kind of well, sometimes it doesn't they don't even no one even knows if it's right or wrong when VAR steps in and <laughs> yeah so there's definitely still a learning curve with uh with referees and managers and just being on the same page and I think it's just going to take time still yeah I mean I I think I'd rather have the tools that are being implemented and continue sure. to mm-hmm. kind of expand that um but I mean you know as long as they're being they used are- correctly yeah, like Which they're still it's not. all human run at the end of the day, so there's going to be mistakes. But then that's where like the VAR safety net should kind of catch that, or you know whatever other. But if they're mic'd up like that, that'll catch what maybe Dallow said some really vulgar shit to him. I don't know, but like <laughs> we don't know, we'll we never won't know. know. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> um, yeah. And even Liverpool in their Europa game this week, they got screwed. Um, yeah from that goal that they didn't draw the lines for because they just eyeballed it. Like, yeah, it looks good. And it's like, it, no, it wasn't. That ball was clearly yeah. off. And, and yet um, they ended up losing that game. And, and you know, we played a lot of our youngsters that game. So, and they did not deserve that that score line, which is just a just a bummer. But it is what it is. It's, it's disappointing that they can't get their shit together at this point in the season because we're about to, yeah. we're about to hit a patch. I feel like, I feel like a rough patch is coming. We're in that like middle of the season grind yeah. now, and uh, I mean, and it's just you know so many games back to back to back, so bad calls will just kind of snowball and and yeah, look or, worse, or, or we'll forget about them quickly too, or like, that <laughs> this Dallow thing could mean nothing in three weeks, and then we'll just totally yeah. forget about it and move on to the next thing because it's such a quick. Uh, you know, we need to erase our memory and move on to the next thing as fast as we can. Short attention span. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. This is a, it's been a weird season and it's, it just, it keeps getting weirder. <laughs> I think after this weekend, we, we saw some, some things that we uh, maybe didn't expect, expected um, a little bit of everything. I think this weekend, to be honest, Yeah. Um, I guess we can just start with Spurs and, and Forrest. That was pretty, I think, straightforward. I think we probably saw the Spurs walking in there and and um, outplaying them. But really, the mm-hmm. Forrest kind of beat themselves. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was my takeaway as well. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty bad. Like I don't, The Spurs could have maybe put anyone out there, and they would have found a way to, to still win. Um, 
poor Matt Turner, yeah. man. I, I, I want the best for that guy, but that was not not his best day out on the pitch. And uh, I think he knows it. I think uh, Cooper knows it. Um, yeah. I just don't know. I, I, I don't blame him necessarily because you put him in there, sign him for all this money. He's doing okay. I didn't think he was doing poor, right? It wasn't really his fault, things that were happening. Take him out, bring in this new guy. He does the same type of job. Not really his fault, but like it wasn't, yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's better than Turner. And then you bring Turner back in and be like, okay, well, now we need you to play like really good. And I think that pressure yeah. just like stacked and yeah. uh, kind of crumbled um, because every time his teammates passed back the ball to him, it just looked like he was so tense and not comfortable. Not like us, not like the USA team, mm -hmm. totally different. Yeah. Like he's like commander back there. Like he's, mm -hmm. you know, he has the, uh, the confidence and here it's like balls at his feet. Everyone's like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean the, the, the kick that leads the Kulisevsky's goal. Um, I don't think his defenders really helped him there though. Like when I was watching it, he, you know, he gets the ball and he's, pretty quickly under significant pressure yep. from sun and like all his defenders are just kind of standing and he had to take two steps really... back and like try to find something to do with it. And he just, yeah. So I, I think that's, you know, maybe a, uh, a sneak peek of, of the bigger picture there that there is just disconnect, whether that's because of the keeper changing or, yeah, I mean, there's just forest has a lot of players. So maybe you're not practicing with that back line every day. And um, you know, there's just some, that chemistry is just off. Um, I think that's it. their backline. Forces backline seems to be changing every week. Yeah, um, I you never know who's going to be their three center backs because of illness or injury, or they're bringing in a new guy like the Mario, the new <laughs> guy they brought in a twenty one year old. I like him. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, um, Nico Williams had a great game. Mm -hmm. uh, he was hustling up and down the pitch. I think he had like ten tackles that game. Um, so he was he was running. He was moving. Dang. Um, but Bali, you know, he's 32. He's he has his moments, but again, yeah. youth is a a beautiful thing, and he's starting to kind of age out of that zone. Oh um, yeah. And then Niakate, who was a staple <laughs> name, uh, what two years ago now, and now mm -hmm. he's I guess kind of making a comeback. So it's Matt Turner playing with guys he's not normally playing with. So I, and you're playing against a Spurs team who's attack heavy. So yeah. <laughs> not the best combo. No, but. I mean, they they still had 15 shots in the game. Uh, Forrest did so, like that's shocking. Yeah, I I was surprised by it too. So with some better finishing, this they maybe could have got a point out of this. Like um, Tottenham had had 12 shots um, with six on target, but um, you know, the one on target is the one on the target one, hurts. That, that's what we're circling. <laughs> yeah. So I think expected results. Um, but I think Forrest definitely made it harder on themselves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, any more? Any more on that one? No, no, I'm okay. Let's right, city city palace. Let's get into Ooh, it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I caught this game. I was watching. I was watching Castle and Fulham, and then I quickly went to City and Palace because I was like, "This is going to be the way more interesting game." Um, City going up, cruising, uh, mm -hmm. and then I, I don't know if if they just kind of let their guard down. I think that's probably more what happened around the mm -hmm. 60, 70th minute. Um, 
We did see Roy making four subs this game, so good for him. He got that. Yeah. He got that last one with Eze. I mean, yeah. And, like, uh, <laughs> do we count do it? it? <laughs> I think you got it. You got to count it, right? I suppose <laughs> he got his minute in, um, but Palace just turned up the pressure, and uh, I think I think Ederson probably should have been red carded in this game. I think I that's think probably so. the highlight here that we need to take away is is if he's not in this game, this could have been very different for City. I don't mm. understand how he. And not just he, but keepers in general, but mostly mostly Ederson, how he gets away yeah. with doing these crazy reckless tackles outside the box, thinking he can be this, I guess, just a out-and-out player, not a goalkeeper, and make that type of tackle, mm-hmm. um, and how it wasn't red. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I saw it, and... In my head, it was, you know, immediate red, right? It was, you could argue denial of goal-scoring opportunity, but um, he certainly didn't play the ball at all, and he just kind of kicks through uh, Mateta. Like, I think that's a pretty dangerous, reckless challenge. Um, (laughs) Checks all the boxes for a red card for me. So, (laughs) yeah, um, benefit of, of that kind of keeper protection, I guess, and maybe a little bit of, you know, city favoritism in there too, but makes no sense. No, yeah, that I mean, that would have definitely changed the game. Um, but I, I think you know, karma maybe came back around, and um, you know, Palace was able to to get the draw out of it. So, dude, that Foden kick to the shin, holy crap, that must have hurt so bad. Yeah, um, it just. I feel like this was this foul. I think was on on Pep, because um, Foden looked tired. It's you know towards the end of the game, he he gives it away um, a little bit before that, and then makes this yeah kind of like tower tired um, kick out <laughs> challenge as as uh, Mateta comes in, and there you go. So heavy legs, you know. I think what he used, I think one sub, um, that game. So like it was was afterwards. Oh, was it after? (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure he brought in John Stones after that. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, so secure the point. (laughs) See, like I I know your your bench isn't as strong as it has been in in past years, but like if you're not going to use them, then these situations, not only this foul, but just City not being able to close out games, I think will continue to happen. Like. These guys are, are getting tired of if, especially as you're entering into this festive period where it's games are coming fast and quick and, you know, you've just had Champions League um, travel for, you know, the past couple of weeks too. Like, I don't know. I mean, I love to see it. Oh, Again, too. my, my, my goal here is to just get City out of Champions League next year. So That'd be <laughs> it's going in the right direction. <laughs> Pep must hate Calvin Phillips, right? That, that is that maybe like a like the city board wanted to sign him, so then Pep's like, I don't know, playing him. He's not my dude. Because <laughs> makes like that would be a perfect this this game would have been a perfect opportunity for him oh, to get sure, in there man. up two nil at the fiftieth. But hey, 
especially because he's in the news right now for why not try to like get his transfer fee up a little bit increase his value yeah like this is the time when you're in these games when when you can do that with some players and um i'm, I'm i don't know they, they complain about depth yet they have these guys they spent tens of millions of dollars on that they're not playing uh kovacic yeah. uh calvin phillips uh, i'm sure we can just go down the list on their uh, akanji uh, yeah, like they're they're there, they exist. So, yeah, and I mean, I, I would think having had two periods now over the, just this season of seeing what happens when Rodri is not available to play, and like what happens to your team, I would think he would in these situations be like the first sub of like we're up to cool Rodri, you're out. We're keeping you safe and fresh, and you know, yeah, get Phillips in there, get Kovacic, you know fill it in but um nope that's that's not pep this season he wants to stick with that team and make minimal change <laughs> yeah and now we're seeing De Bruyne maybe coming back in uh like 10 10 or so days which mm-hmm. I think is I think I remember looking at this a long time ago and I want to say his his ETA was like late January and I wonder if the spell is freaking them out a little bit where they're like we're kind of we're gonna need you to you know hustle it up yeah. a little bit and I I worry I worry that that's gonna be a a problem for a, what he's gonna be thirty two um, mm-hmm. rushing him back is a scary thing I wouldn't recommend yeah. it to anyone but you know he's a world class player he's been the best Premier League player for arguably the last five to six years so. Um, if anyone knows it's health, it's him, but the whole, the whole Holland thing, I, I find that super, super interesting with his dad dropping him on, on fantasy. Uh, yeah. there isn't a true timeline for, for his injury and his return. Um, mm-hmm. they have it estimated within 10 days too to line it up at De Bruyne, but I, I no mm-hmm. one knows. And Cause it's, uh, a, it, it's down as a foot injury, right? I believe, yeah. Or, foot, or I ankle. Foot, or ankle foot ankle is, I, I think the, uh. Yeah, so that could exact be. Location. I mean, yeah, I mean, severity of that can, you know, be a two completely opposite ends. Um, mm-hmm. Which at this point, having missed what two Premier League games, didn't really. I don't think he was ever going to play that Champions League game because it didn't really matter. But, right. um, you know, I think that maybe shows it's a little bit worse than anticipated. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to rush De Bruyne back now with how their season's looking. I mean, you need him back, but um, he, he, like he'll take time to kind of get back into the groove and and you know mesh with this team and how it's set up this year. Um, I don't know. It's it's a risk. And I feel like Pep's willing to take that risk. (laughs) Well, you know who they're playing when they come back, right? Mm, No. I'd say the second hottest team in the Premier League. Second hottest? Oof. Who's the only other team with a four-game win streak? Um... You got Arsenal. (laughs) Come on, Chad. <laughs> I know. Um, you're thinking Everton? It's Everton. Oh. Chad, Everton's cooking. They are cooking. And they're going to go against City in, in 10 days. 10 days? They ain't ready. They ain't ready? <laughs> okay, so they got they got Fulham 
for the cup this oh, week. Everton at home too. They ain't ready. <laughs> they ain't ready. You don't think so, dude? I'm pumped for this game. Remember, yeah, no. Uh, City had some some trouble against Luton, right? Just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hey, man. I, I don't know. I, I like I like what Everton's doing right now. They're confident. Um, they've now had three clean sheets in a row. They get to see Tottenham. Four, uh, four clean sheets in a row. Holy mm-hmm. mo! Wow. Okay. Sure? So, yeah, they're killing it right now. Um, and then they get to see Tottenham this week, and then go into City. So if they can get some momentum off the Tottenham game, so if they if they beat Tottenham. They beat Tottenham. You telling me they can't go in and beat City? Oh no, I'm saying City's not ready. Oh, oh now we're on the same page. Damn, dude, <laughs> Everton, I was like Everton, at Everton home, hater. Everton at home, City's not ready. <laughs> Fantastic. I was like, damn, dude. Okay, I was like, what do I gotta do to change your mind here? Um, <laughs> now, now say Doku, Holland, and De Bruyne all come back, and they're 100. percent Um, definitely. I think swings a little bit more in City's favor, but I think this this Everton team, ever since the point deduction, the team, you know, uh, Daesh and the fans are all like, we don't fucking care. Yeah, like like it's them <laughs> against the world at this point. So um, maybe not an Everton win, but I think they can definitely pull out the draw. You know. <laughs> be wild that'd be absolutely i basically just look at everton at the table and i just put 10 points on their name and i'm like that's where yeah. that's that's where they are right now it's better than brighton a little worse that's than the thing. like yeah they should be right up in there in that top 10 which fighting for champions league possibly <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that's crazy considering like how they've been the past few years even how they started this season you know it didn't look great and then all of a sudden, they started turning it on, get that that points deduction, and then they were like, "All right, we really turn it on now." <laughs> Lost the first three games of the season. Eesh. You know what it was, Chad? It was losing to Man United. They said, "What the fuck are we doing?" That's fair. We lost to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I like what they're doing. They're 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 fighting and and being scrappy when they need to, but. Still staying pretty uh, organized in defense. So, yeah, man, Tarkowski's got it figured out now. That's mm-hmm. that's that's a big one for them. And uh, um, uh, Branthright, did I say his name right? Um, I think so. He he's Bra- an awesome. He's Bra- awesome, Bra- dude. Yeah. He'll he'll just take anything to the face and just get right back up and be totally fine. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> like he got kicked last week in the nose mm-hmm. and just bounced right back up and he's just like pouring blood and he's like i'm fine i was like oh my god i'd be dead that's <laughs> like, no a that's a proper sean dyche defender right there for real <laughs> take um, the hit and keep on rolling <laughs> so team teams already looking at him spurs are looking at him everton mm-hmm. said 40 million or or kick rocks um it's not bad not bad at all. I hope they don't. I hope they don't sell him for forty because I do think yeah. if they can continue this, I think they could definitely get more. Um, and, and depending on what Everton really wants to do this season, uh, yeah. I, I think he's a pretty strong player. And then we see Michael Keane score a goal too. Do that guy like comes back from the dead every like eight months and scores a goal? And he's like, oh, he's still, yeah. he's still alive. Yeah, he, he he pops up like. 
and does great for the handful of games we see him, and then I kind of forget about him. Dude, his run <laughs> was he incredible. Comes back. He was yeah. just like, running in the box, just like throwing shots and getting deflections, and <laughs> yeah, I was, this is wild. I'm like, what the hell is he doing up there? <laughs> um, but yeah, Burnley didn't look so hot in that game. No, not, yeah. not, not shocked, but also Everton outplayed him in every every way. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. Kudos to them. Um, what game you want to go to? What's on your mind? Um, let's talk Newcastle and Fulham. Oh, you want to jump into it? Yep, we're gonna jump into that one. Uh, you know, <laughs> come on. This I I feel like with with how Fulham has been playing. This game would have been really good. They're such a tease, dude. <laughs> such a tease. Yeah, I mean, I I think it for sure is a red card uh, on oh, Jimenez. Bro, what was he doing? But yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, he sizes you're... him up and like, I, I'm gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> you. <laughs> So bad. And he's like, oh no. It's like, well, you, you had so much time to not do that. And yet yeah, you still you just, did it. You know, flying through the air at like full speed. <laughs> Throw your like hip and thigh into the guy's head. Like I'm watching it now and like he had he was he was just like kind of trotting to the player and then within like three steps to the player, then he decided to like accelerate and just launch in the air. It made no sense what what his goal was for that, and then just straight hip checks him in the face. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if Fulham would have won this, um, but I think they looked pretty good. Like even after the red card, they they gave Newcastle some trouble. Um, but yeah, I, the game kind of. Obviously, it didn't play out as it would have um, once got, they go down to 10. but It got away from them. You know, that's pretty discouraging yeah. to see your striker, who also was playing really good in the last two, three yeah. weeks. Um, you know, what was shocking was the ref was going to give that a yellow initially <laughs> yeah. and then had to look at it. Like, ah, no, that's a red. I was like, dude, why would you not think that was a red to start? Like, he did, it looked like, and, and he, he tackled Longstaff. He's pretty tall. I think he's 6'2". So okay, yeah. you had to jump pretty high to you hit him up. in the face. Um, <laughs> anyone else, you might have just jumped over. So I don't know if that's what <laughs> was in his mind when he was when he was running up to him, but that was very bizarre. That was a bizarre moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it, I've seen some people saying like it was uh, Jimenez, like kind of, I guess, retaliation against. Uh, after the elbow he gets true um true which i think it's it's you know certainly an elbow on him but i this one i don't think would be red worthy in my eyes it, it looked a little bit more of like just um you know kind of trying to shield the ball and, and arm was just a little too high mm-hmm. um whereas like the you know bruno elbow on Jorginho was like a a a deliberate <laughs> yeah so you know I, I i don't think lascelle should have seen red but it probably should have at least been called a foul and, and a yellow um and if jimenez is using that as like fuel to then retaliate like that's just i mean obviously stupid and 
you know, now you put your team in a pretty bad spot for the next, what, like 70 minutes or something. So childish. <laughs> it's a childish move. Yeah. Yeah. Once that yeah. happened, I, I knew that I was like, this is done. That's when I switched and I was like, yep. Yeah. Um, I think the real big takeaway from that is uh, Char and Jolinton both went off the hamstring strain. Mm. Um, just adding to Newcastle's injury list. <laughs> so I, think it's long. I don't know. We're, we're, they're at a they're sixth right now. You know, four points off of fifth. So they keep racking up these injuries. I I, I don't know if they're gonna make that Champions League push um, into the top four this season because like. You're losing big names every week now. <laughs> they got 12 injured on premierinjuries.com. Yeesh. It's quite a list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see Marco Silva's comments about the refing after the game? Um. Did he compliment them? No. Oh, no, then no. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, some of the highlights were uh, the referee didn't give one foul for Fulham Football Club. All the challenges for Newcastle, every time they fall, it was a free kick or whatever. Um, then he did, said, did he say whatever? This says he does. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, you know, congratulations for Newcastle. These type of grounds, you need to have referees who have the ability to handle the pressure. They go always with the home crowd and the pressure. This is the Premier League. Premier League should have referees who have the ability to handle the pressure, and this afternoon is an example of a referee who does not have the ability and experience to handle the pressure with 50,000 people around. That is clear for me. Every ball, any doubt for us, he didn't give one. Overall, the performance from the referee with yellow cards, it was a strange afternoon from the referee. (laughs) So he's feeling some type of way. Um, I'm just interested in this off of the Arteta stuff. Like, is Marco Silva going to get the same you know the book thrown at him in the same way that they tried to do at Arteta or will they just kind of let that one slide since the Arteta one didn't pan out (laughs) bro this is all this is a I don't call Silva an old man this is a this is a dude who is picking on a rookie uh (laughs) official who is 30 years old (laughs) Uh, it just it just screams he's trying to break this guy he's just trying to break him Right, he's trying yeah. to be like your shit. Never ref again. Like, don't ever come back here. And uh, I don't know how. I don't know if he was a good official that game. I couldn't tell you. But um, this is his first season refereeing the Premier League. Ton of pressure. He's yeah. younger. He's younger than us. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I really no, can't. I mean, uh, and that's the thing is like I don't think. I mean, I I only watched the highlights, so I, you know I didn't see every single call, but. <laughs> From what I saw in those, like no call looked so crazy. I mean, the Lascelles elbow, yeah, probably should have been called a foul in yellow. Um, I mean, to be fair, he he gave a yellow to Jimenez's challenge initially, so he nearly helped you, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, maybe not the best um, refing performance in the world, but certainly not the worst that we've seen. <laughs> yeah, a bit harsh. This is rough. Sam Barrett, 30, <laughs> younger than Fulham's captain, Tim Ream. <laughs> Damn, dude. Leave the young well, man that's alone. okay. 
Tim Ream's not playing out there anymore anyway. Yeah, so right. <laughs> Calling Tim a boomer. Yeah. There you go. Well, maybe I bet Silva was just a little salty about the red card. I, I think, think so. Yeah. That's that's fairly normal. Um yeah. all right, let's do a quick quick little dive into uh to Chelsea and Sheffield because I was I don't know. Sheffield didn't play awful, but Chelsea, you know, didn't do themselves any favors. I think I think Sterling played great. I think mm-hmm. um honestly that that assist he had to Palmer was like the fastest I've ever seen him in in a, in a short distance, kind of that burst speed. It yeah. makes me wonder, like, why isn't he doing that more? Why isn't he getting in the box and just trying to take someone on solo and just and just get around them as quick as he can? Because he looked really, really good there. Um, and then Cole Palmer played well. He's, he's had a... Yeah. I, I, I want to retract my statement that I made a couple weeks ago saying, comparing Cole Palmer to Havertz. Uh, <laughs> recency bias was there. Uh, Havertz <laughs> is flourishing. And, and Cole, I'm saying yeah. Cole Palmer is not on his way of becoming a really good player. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think just since that day, Havertz all of a sudden he really turned it on after after I spoke those words into existence. That was it. You you spooked him a little bit, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I got to start doing things." Because <laughs> it was right after that he went and played for Germany, and played like it was literally like the next week. Yeah. <laughs> just gotta talk some more shit about people and not play well. There you go. See, they're listening. <laughs> So, yeah, not not shocked. Uh, Chelsea yeah. won this. They should have won if they. Oh man, they well, would have yeah. dropped points on this one. Um, bigger talks would have been had about Pochettino. You know what? If he put a loss this game, I think I think the head might have been. Yeah, um, this would have definitely been one of those like big upsets. Like even that. even as, as bad as Chelsea's been like to lose the Sheffields would have been <laughs> if not immediate firing like you're in like the hottest seat possible <laughs> but uh yeah you know uh Sheffield's still kind of floundering I think but um I don't know <laughs> Chelsea I don't think looks overly great like Sterling had his moments, and yeah, Palmer had some moments, but overall, like, you're, you were playing against Sheffield, so you should look better than them anyway. They got Wolves this coming week, and I think that, that'll that be a good test for them, because Wolves yeah. have been kind of all over the place, too, mm-hmm. um, going up and down. And so, yeah, I think I think actually that'll be a pretty good matchup. Uh, they need, yeah, they need I... to get healthy first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I could see the wolves causing some problems. Yeah, I think that'll be um, I think it'll be pretty like back and forth in that game. Like they both are similar in that they kind of uh, like they have a good game on one end of the field, and like the <laughs> whether that's attack or defense, and then the other end is like just struggles for some reason. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. <laughs> I got nothing more oh, on that one, do you? Um, yeah, I forgot. I, I saw this stat that that was Chelsea's first back-to-back win since October 20, uh, 2022. So a, a year plus of back-to-back Premier League wins. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? 
back-to-back Premier League wins. That was their first time well, since October. They, they lost to Everton last week. What? <laughs> they lost to Everton 2-0. What, what is this stat, then? Yeah, what, what, what stat are you looking at? What's, what's your source? Mm, I don't know my source now. Some copium source. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm talking trash, I guess. I don't... <laughs> now I gotta see this. I gotta look this yeah, up. I need, we need to know right now. We're, we're not. We're not dropping this conversation because Chad. They lost. Uh, they lost against United on the sixth. They yeah. lost against Everton on the tenth, and then they beat Sheffield. Hold on. It's okay. We'll talk about who their top goal scorer is right now and what they probably need for the transfer window. Because I heard Eddie Nketiah might be available for the right price. Um, yeah, for the right price, I think it could happen. But um, I don't know if it will. Only because I don't know who who like Arsenal would have to bring in someone else um, as a backup. Backup or just you know in in some ideally like <laughs> level rotation with with jesus um tony, you know i, I don't tony. think you're getting tony i think brentford's gonna hang on to him unless someone comes in with some some big boy numbers um Where otherwise there's <laughs> otherwise there's talk of a uh victor osaman from uh Bobby napoli but he had a high reel He's going to be very expensive, so I don't think that'll happen. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll be uh, – I don't think it'll happen. If it does, then cool. But uh... – Do you think it'll be someone from out of Premier League? Um, kind of make the most sense, right? Probably make more sense, yeah, than – No one wants to uh, sell to Arsenal. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this, uh, this false stat. Are you on the onion? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) That would would be a a great save, but, um, no, I, I just got it from one of the, like, Opta Twitters, and I'm not seeing it now, so. Bro, they deleted that tweet so fast. Played me like like a fool. Like, just, you know, the options where it's like, show tweet too. It was like, just show (laughs) chat. Yeah, that's fair. You got me on that one. All right, Chad. We did Faye. We fact check here, you know. We just got to make sure. Uh, Maybe I'm just, I'm predicting the future. Who do they play next week? um, (laughs) Uh, Wolves. Oh, yeah, Wolves. Yeah, we were just talking about it. Okay. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, maybe, you know. You can quote me on this I one. quote him. It's, it's first. Okay, wait. It's me. Wait, wait, Chelsea's wait, wait. first back-to-back. Wait, they did it this season. They already did it. Chad, they had back-to-back wins in the EPL on August, October 2nd and October 7th. Damn. Yeah, last year, right? No, 2023. 2023? Yeah. Mm, all right, well. All right, Don't we'll, listen to me. We'll, we'll move on for Chelsea's Chelsea facts. We'll, we'll we'll come back to those later. But hey, you're projecting the win. Sure, to, yes. just, just, I'll give it to him just to keep it going. <laughs> Woo, boy, moving on. Um, that stout must be killer. It is. It's really hitting the spot. <laughs> All right, Chad. West Ham Wolves. Since we we've already brought up the Wolves. Um, Kudus needs to be in my fantasy team yesterday. 
Yeah, you're waiting too long. What am People I doing catch here? On. What am I doing here? They scored two today, and they were both amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Paketa with the lovely pass. Oof. And then yeah. that cut in to get the keeper to to shift his feet to the right and then to blast it on his left-hand side. Oh, my God. This player is so good. And then his celebration. Did you see what he was doing? <laughs> you know how many wanker we saw behind him? That was crazy. <laughs> Man. Yeah, he's looking great. Um, I mean, yeah, Pakata with, with some great passing and, and assists out there. Um, I'm still not like thrilled with him starting on the right. I feel like I'd rather see him more central. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, both goals, he was more like tucked in a little bit more centrally anyway. Um, I think Bowen just operates better on the wing is, is I guess yeah, my main reasoning. Them. But we got, yeah. word, we got word prowls to be more forward. Yeah. I, I think this is generally like the setup they need to roll with. Um, I would just switch Bowen and Kudis because um, you still have a pretty solid midfield with Alvarez and Susek, and then you get, yeah, Ward-Prowse a little higher. Um, you know, Pakata's also higher. He's sometimes been played further back, and you don't necessarily want him back there. And, you know, he's he got three assists today. He can he can create for you. So, yeah, um, great goals. You know, all three of oh. them were pretty nice. I just wish the Wolves or the sorry West Ham was more consistent. I never know yeah. if they're going to come in and dominate or come in and just suck. Could go For either real. way. Really could. So they got Man United next. Um, I feel like they should be able to do something against United. Yeah. If it was United that showed up today, who's just going to sit back and wait to see what happens, maybe. But I don't think they'll play that way against West Ham. Uh, yeah. I think I think West Ham is good enough, especially their height. West Ham is really good height, so that that mm-hmm. could definitely punish uh, United. I I, I kind of wish we haven't even talked about our teams today. Usually we do that first. We're saving that for last year. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Switching it up. <laughs> uh, I I wish Liverpool would have punished them way more in the height, um, mm-hmm. and so maybe West Ham can do that because they definitely got some tall boys who can who can punish uh, their old man backline. <laughs> yeah um you know if, if you're gonna switch back to uh you know susek playing further forward that's probably a game to do it um just so he's in the box more um but yeah i mean uh, kudis looks like such a threat like especially considering him to you know if you're saying right wingers like him to antony like I'm taking Kudus every day, and I've seen less of his play compared to Anthony. Like Ten, ten Hogs, like ah, wrong one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, winger. You know what? A, what a good grab for for West Ham, and uh, you know, um, Wolves. I I think just like couldn't really get into this game, which mm-hmm. I mean, Kudus got two goals in in ten minutes, so that kind of put the game to bed pretty early. Yeah, so. it was quick. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess we can move on. We'll go Brentford Villa and we'll yeah. dissect our teams. Um, mm-hmm. Fun game. I thought Brentford was going to somehow get away with this one, but, but yeah. Ben me just got a little too, a little too crazy. So yeah. Unusual for, for I know. Ben Mee I know to look just like, so like out of control and, and reckless. Like it was, uh, 
a bummer, yeah, because I think Brentford could have got out of this with the win. Um, you know, first half, I think it was kind of all Villa, and then second half looked like Brentford really took control, and, um, you know, they probably, if not got the win, I think could have kept the draw, but mm-hmm. damn. First red card of his career. Is it really? Yep. Okay, who's your source? <laughs> Uh, who scored? Who scored? Com. Okay, good. His history: uh, twenty-three, twenty-four, one red card, uh, no other red cards since two thousand thirteen. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's exactly what I said. It's just unusual to see Ben Me in, in a situation like that. Yeah. Um, so bummer. Um, but that did kind of make the game pretty spicy. Oh hell yeah, dude! That game got great <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's uh Neil Mope is just you put him and Emmy Martinez two like two guys that just love to like shit house and mm-hmm. stir the pot and you know Mope's not a great footballer by any means, but he's great at antagonizing and you know emmy's generally pretty good at, at his goalkeeping but also loves to antagonize and um to see them just come together and and you know spark and light this fire was <laughs> a fun watch <laughs> uh, mope's the guy that like pinches the back of your neck and, oh, he's for like, sure. and he's like what are you gonna do about it and like emmy's <laughs> like i'm gonna do something about it and it was like finally um <laughs> I don't know. I I don't understand why players are maybe upset at Emmy for for backing his teammates up. It's like, dude, it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if he's a keeper or, or forward, whatever. He's on the pitch. He's his teammate. He's gonna have his teammates yeah. back no matter what happens. Um, I'll play. He's just a little shitter. He's been a little shitter yeah. with every team he goes to. It's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say if he was on my team, I would love him, but. Um, it's one of those like he's on my team. I'll at least, I'll at least be in yeah. it. You know, I think it's like a, a love hate thing if he's on your team. Like if his antics work and you get the win, cool. Like if it's like today where you know he's floundering on the ground while your team's already losing, like you're just wasting time anyway. So yeah. get up. But like he also doesn't really score. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Great to watch those two come together. I want to see more of it, honestly. <laughs> give us like what hockey does, you know? A lot of exactly. Give him some gloves. Emmy's already yeah. got him. Exactly. Go. We're halfway there. <laughs> uh, the, the Watkins goal to end it, though, very mm-hmm. fitting. His former club mm-hmm. putting it against them. Uh, I don't want to say we saw it coming. I, I was. I definitely was thinking Ashton Villa was going to come away with the win. I think yeah. momentum really shifted, and um, yeah, they got away with it to stay in that stay in that top three race. And and with Liverpool dropping points today, it's just making me nervous that they're they're right they're with us now. They are with you they're now. With, they're, hey, they're with you too. They're with you too. Well, hang on, I got a little bit of space. You got a little <laughs> for a week. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. I feel like Brentford had that in the bag had until it, the man. red card. They had it. Um, yeah, that would have been nice for ah. everyone. Mostly, <laughs> mostly you and I. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah, you know, that's just how it goes. Red card, change the game. <clears throat> it's basically, at this point right now, if if City drop points, I feel like everyone can be like, we can like, we can drop a point or two this week and like bring them yeah. all right. Um, so I, I'm ready to dive into our teams if you want to yeah, s- cool. start getting with it. Um, I thought Liverpool lacked uh, lacked a lot in the the final third of the pitch. Um, Dominic and Salah were just not on the same page. So many passes mm-hmm. where one was going one way, one was going the other. A heavy pass here, uh, too short of a pass there. Just not not on the same page on that right side, which doesn't make any sense um, considering their their caliber and and what we've seen from them in recent months. Um, Man United sat back. I think Virgil's comments are pretty accurate. They didn't really want to win that game. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been a lot of Virgil's been getting a lot of heat for that comment, but it's like they they weren't trying to win. They were trying to get out yeah. of there alive, and they did. They, they they their first goal was to not get beat seven nil again. Oh hell yeah, it was. So oh, I, I wish I wish I could hear like the talk of just being like, all right, like let's not get destroyed like was that the like yeah. let's not get destroyed like we cannot get destroyed I, I think you know that that's probably when they're they're setting up their their tactics and strategy for this game that was probably the first line of like don't get destroyed again and you know that kind of informs your very defensive uh setup and you know just not really making out a whole lot of effort to even really counter um they had, like, so, one or, they had yeah. like one or two chances to counter. Um, yeah. Our XG was around 2.6, and theirs was 0.77. I think the Hoyland shot to, to mm-hmm. Allison's chest was probably their best chance, and I definitely mm-hmm. tightened up when I when I saw that coming. <laughs> um, other than that, it was pretty sloppy from them. Nunez was a little out of control for me today. I, I don't really know. I, I think that 7-0 last time around, like I think he wanted in on that. I think he wanted Probably. to do it again, and he was way too, I think hyper is maybe the right word, mm. um, especially going into Johnny Evans, like kind of like Jimenez, <laughs> a little different because yeah. he, he didn't launch, uh, but definitely went into him hard and, and deserved a yellow. He, he probably could have got a red today. Uh, yeah. It was definitely it was definitely looking that way. I, I wouldn't have been shocked um, with his antics and, and, and that happening. Um, I think this game showed us that McAllister was really important. And, and kind of holding down that uh, kind of box-to-box midfielder. I thought Endo played decent, not great, but decent. Um, mm. Our back line was fine. I think the, ch- the change that I liked, and it's, I was like, okay, I think we're going to come back and win this, was getting Joe Gomez in and allowing Trent to be a, a roaming yeah. midfielder. Um, I love that move. I wish we could do that every game. Um, I, I think it's it's when, when Salah doesn't have that going, on that wing, I think that's when we make that transition. Um, so it was cool to see. Uh, and then my last comment is Klopp said, we played this game better than our 7-0 seven will- seven victory, and I don't know what he's talking mm. about. So I, 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 I don't understand that comment. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just to say, like, hey, just because we drew doesn't mean we played bad, which I think he could have said that. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess... Um... Like we didn't you make know, any maybe, mistakes. We didn't make any mistakes. Yeah, yeah, like like maybe this was more, um, like dominant, I guess, in you know possession and and 
creativity. I, I mean, you got 34 shots off. Like, you were definitely was that the making... number? That's the number. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't look at the fine stats, Chad. Oof. Oh, yeah. 34? Uh, 34 shots. Only eight on target, though. So, like, it, it was definitely oh. a finishing issue. Yeah, so, so um, But that's not to say that, like, it. I, I think it's hard to compare the, the this game and the 7-0 game, right? Like, yeah, the seven totally. nil is 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 such like a outlier of normal performance. Um, I think you'd have to somehow watch it <laughs> without, almost without seeing the goals to really see if like Liverpool pl- played worse in that game compared to the, to this game. Because like you see seven goals and you're like, oh yeah, they played great compared to this game, where you know they got zero goals, but. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's yeah, maybe just kind of some like weird coaching speak of <laughs> Yeah. You know, we 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 played great but um or couldn't get over the line. Man- Manchester played much better than last time we played them. I mean that's the that's the truth too. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Yeah, they were organized with like Varane looked great. He was definitely mm-hmm. he, he made my player of the of the the day just because of how good he played he, and we couldn't get around him we sala had one move on him where Varane bit on his feint to the right and sala was able to cut in but that was his only mistake and it was probably something that he just uh just timed wrong because you everyone sala was the one to cut in he's not gonna yeah kind of dribble to the right around you um but other than that, I was not too worried about that game and how it went. I mean, half of Man United's team that we usually see week in, week out wasn't there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just bummed we didn't get the win. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was off the backs of, you know, Bahrain and uh, Onana, you know, eight saves, and, and some of them were pretty great saves. Yeah. Um, he did good. So, you know, he gets a shout out for sure, but. I think it, it really just came down to, to Liverpool just just not being able to finish today, which, you know, happens every now and then to every team. But unfortunately it was in this game where like so many people were were looking forward to another dragging United through the mud, you know. But I wish. Uh, I wish. I at one point I was like, this game's gonna come down to a PK because we can't get anything on target. And yeah. um when Shaw finally hit the ball with his hand i was like i was like yes i was like finally <laughs> and then when they showed it i was like there's no way that's a PK. Uh, yeah no you can't way. call it i want yeah. i like deep down i want i was like come on please but i was like if they call this a handball that's crazy yeah that's crazy yeah um <laughs> i think um like so yeah dallow gets the two yellows at the ends for descent which like Made me think back to to Nunez challenge on Johnny Evans gets the yellow for kicking the ball away and then does the like sarcastic clap at the ref and I was like that almost makes more sense of the like two yellows in the span of like ten seconds right where Dallow yes was angry and and didn't agree with the call which he was correct <laughs> to be yeah, <laughs> angry with that but you know it looked like he kind of threw his little tantrum and then like that was it and, right? and got the yellow and then i didn't see him do anything else or even really say anything else and he all of a sudden gets another yellow and then like we said earlier like even var was like 
you wait hang on what happened it's pretty funny when they were like well, can you explain what happened and you know we don't know what michael oliver's saying yeah. um so yeah kind of an unknown he gets christmas off though so there you go. And that's what he wanted all along but yeah the, yeah the nunez thing now that he's speaking more english i can lip read a little bit more and he was like <laughs> thank you he was like thank you he kept going like that to the ref and i was like oh my god this is awful um don't know what was in his system today to make him act like this uh yeah. not not what i want to see um yeah kind of a bummer when i was watching my goal highlights and the the all the goals from from match day 17 i was like why didn't i see any liverpool goals today i was like oh my <laughs> god i swear to you i'm not even kidding chad i like said that out loud i was like what i was like, what? I was like oh no dude yeah like they skipped the whole game yeah. i mean yeah definitely a a bummer but i think it's only a bummer because of how poor united's been and the last game being seven nil like that's kind of a bummer, the, Chad. Yeah, yeah. Like take take away from this game is is pretty. It's good. Like yeah, you should have won for sure, but um, you know, you certainly didn't perform poorly. It was just no. not finishing today. You it, know, it, um, it, it's more so. Which we can just segue into this. It's more so. I feel like we build off of previous games. If we would have won this game with a thumping, going mm-hmm. in next weekend would have felt really good. It's yeah. like we didn't play 34 shots and we couldn't get one past the keeper. And now we got to go against <laughs> the top of the team or top of the team team that is top yeah. of the league next week. Um, it's a little worrisome. So I hope we can get our together and uh, and show up because I, I, next week's going to be a doozy. Um mm-hmm. I just, I just hope we can uh, get everyone match fit for. I think McAllister should be back by then. Um, okay. Jota's close. Uh, oh, he always scores against Arsenal too. So. He's close. I, it wouldn't shock <laughs> me if he made a comeback. Um, <laughs> Robertson's due to come back by the New Year, so we're probably not going to see him by this week. Mm, uh, yeah. but definitely, definitely by January. So. Yeah, we, I we mean, like, run. just looking at. Um, you know, the, the goals between Arsenal and Liverpool, like Arsenal is 35, uh, Liverpool is 36. Both teams have 15 goals allowed. Like, we're pretty, I mean, mm-hmm. pretty dead on even in, in that regard. Um, so I think next week is going to be interesting. Like, it's either going to be, uh, you know, one team's on it and one team is not, or I think it'll be a pretty, like, stalemate. Maybe not a draw, but I think it'll take just be that the team that capitalize on the mistake first wins, right? For sure. And we haven't had a blowout win yet. Usually the first half of the year, we always mm. have like a seven, six, seven, eight, something yeah. around there. We usually get like two a year. We haven't had any. So um, I like our goal differential right now without being mm. having that that uh, kind of big factored game in there. So, yeah, your turn. Take it away. Yeah. Arsenal versus Brighton. Brighton has been a bogey team for Arsenal, especially at home. Um, last five games at home, Arsenal's only won once. Wow. So this was a little bit, uh, a little bit nervous going into it. How many draws in there? Um, just at home. Mm. 
Sorry, sorry was... to put you on the spot. I could. I know. I, I, I didn't I, have this up. I, I got it here, Chad. Let me. I'll break it down for you. Uh, one draw. Yeah. So you know, Brighton's Brighton is a good team, and and certainly causes Arsenal issue. Um, I think under Deserby, um, even has more potential too because you know they they play kind of similarly in that they will play out of a press but also press you and um tend to create a lot and and you know quick passing and all that um but that that was not the story today um you know arsenal came out the gates pretty hot uh, making a lot of a lot of chances early on um lots of good runs lots of quick passing looked really up for it not like some of the games where arsenal has to kind of grow into it or or you know struggles the first half and then turns it on the second it looked like from the get-go they were they were ready to go so that was nice to see um but i mean yeah it was a little bit the same story as as liverpool today is like the finishing was just not exactly there um and I thought this was going to be one of those, like the Aston Villa game where like Arsenal had a good amount of good chances, but just couldn't put it away. Right. Um, so, so that was getting a little nerve wracking, <laughs> but um, you know, they, uh, they keep, keep creating, keep fighting. Um, corner comes in. Uh, Van Henke, I think is the defender oh, on Brighton. I'm calling him Van Heck. I like I like Van Van Heck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Van Heck gives it a little a little nod on, and Gabriel's just at the back post waiting for it. And luckily, he he gets it in in the yeah. goal. Which even when it fell to him, I was still a little bit nervous because he sometimes misses those easy easy shots. <laughs> he squared um, up. He squared up to it. And... Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it was nice and controlled. Yeah. Luckily, so uh, that that definitely took a lot of pressure off of. Uh, my shoulders of like, okay, at least we got a goal. Um, you know, I think we can hang on to it at one nil if, if it comes to that. Um, but I mean, yeah, shout outs to, to dunk. He, he made a handful of great blocks, took one in the gut from Odegaard. The one in the face (laughs) that he got was like one in the face. Yeah. Um, Lord. Yeah. He was, he was leaving it all out there trying to keep that clean sheet and, you know, nearly did. Um, and, Verbruggen, Verbruggen, their their keeper today. Um, mm-hmm. Also had some some pretty nice saves. Um, yeah, it 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 nearly was a very frustrating day, but um, kind of it, it worked out in the end, you know. Um, Matoma had this great run to to find uh, Gross, who should have scored off of that. I don't know how he did not. Thank God he didn't, because. I don't know if uh, Arsenal would have came back and got another goal after that one, but uh, then you know our, our our King Kai Havertz gets another goal. He's just he's finally turning it on. He remembers how to play. <laughs> and when he's celebrating too, you can see he's genuinely happy. So I think that, yeah, that's important for him. Um, you know, everyone plays everyone plays so much better when they're confident, but uh, mm-hmm. you can kind of see the joy coming out now and. And I, I did see a stat where he's now scored more in the past seven games than he scored in the last like forty. Um, so he, you know he's I starting he's starting to come alive. <laughs> he's starting to come alive on the 
uh, I, I guess at the right time for Arsenal, right? They, like Odegaard yeah. slowed down on scoring. Saka s- has slowed down. Um, mm-hmm. Martinelli, you know, had 15 last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. He's only at two right now. Yeah. So there's definitely been a, and I think the other stat I saw was between Jesus and Gabby, they have two goals in like the last eight games or something. So like scoring is slowed down everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think just for Arsenal. I think across the board. Uh, last year felt like such a anomaly with Holland doing what he was doing. Um, <laughs> and then we still had Kane, you know, getting yeah. 30. When we had Saka and Martinelli on the wings getting, did they each get 15? At least close to it, right? Um, they were like, pretty much in line and like Odegaard was like right there with them basically yeah um, so so I mean we, we've been seeing a lot of goals being scored by these these young guys so I'm not shocked mm-hmm. that the pace has slowed down again I think we're gonna hit this winter rough patch and I think the World Cup did weird things last year anyway probably um, yeah. it's crazy that was last year by the way so I just have a yeah. moment of like wait <laughs> last year yeah uh, so I think the grind is just gonna be a little a little bit tougher this year I think everyone is just fighting. It feels like everyone's fighting a lot harder because every game we're like, oh, West Ham and Brighton look grand. Like, oh my god, they look like shit this week. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's just that's just on other teams trying harder. Um, yeah, I, I think it's that, and you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of teams that come up against the, the these top teams are just they sit back and um, yeah, you know, Arteta had the analogy of wanting to go 100 miles per hour, but there's you know traffic in front of you, right? So it's like you've got to work your way through it. And, um, you know, Arsenal has been pretty good at doing that. Um, but it, it definitely affects the scoreline. So like for me, like Tottenham feels a little bit like, like Arsenal last season where they're scoring a little bit more freely, but, um, you know, I, I don't think teams have really figured out how to play them yet. Right. Cause it's new system. Um, you know, different rotations in there no more Kane to worry about so it's like who do we really target now Mm -hmm. um I think teams will come to that and then we'll see if if Postacoglu wants to alter tactics or not or stick to his guns but um yeah you know it's it's uh not as free scoring I I think is is last season certainly but at least players are popping up and getting goals when they need to right now. Um, you know, I think Jaka got like seven goals last year for Arsenal. So, you know, Kai's at four now. So three off of there. Um, he's definitely growing into that, that left mid- midfield spot. Um, you know, he's got player of the month for, for Arsenal last month. So, He's improving. He's getting more comfortable, getting more confident. And, he could do it again. Um, he could get it this month, too. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's coming up at, at the right time, like you said, when I think mm-hmm. a lot of teams have figured out how to kind of push out Sokka and Martinelli. And, sure. you know, now there's this new threat they have to worry about. So it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> um, did you see what's got to be the world's tiniest shin pad? I did. <laughs> I did. I actually have that as one of my tabs right here. Uh, <laughs> like at this at this point, what Jack Kinshawood? Yeah, like we're we're allowing this as a, a shin pad. Like, did you see the ref handing it back to him? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, dude. 
<laughs> at first i was like why did he stop the game to like pick up trash like they never do that and i was like oh that's a shin pad what the hell <laughs> i don't know you gotta there's some law regulation where you just what have to have something i think i think that's it but like is that not are we not getting a little bit silly now where like this is this is allowed and like satisfies that rule <laughs> the rule the rule chad rule 4.2 is shin guards these must be made of suitable material to provide reasonable protection and covered by the socks. Reasonable what? protection. No way. That, that, that doesn't count for it. There's no, it, it has to be made of material to provide reasonable protection, right? Not necessarily oh, okay. provide reasonable protection over the whole <laughs> shit. <the> <laughs> yeah. That's how I think they're, they're reading that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because that thing, I don't know, must have been what, like, Maybe two inches tall, if that. Um, they have it. They, I have a screenshot of the ref holding it, and it's roughly. It's like it's like that big. <laughs> yeah, that's just silly. <laughs> they gotta either just scrap that whole rule or or alter the language on that. <laughs> Dude, it's it's Gen Z, man. Gen Z's like we don't need we don't need protection. <laughs> Yeah, someone's gonna get like broken legs, and then they'll be like, "Oh, okay, maybe a shin, an actual like shin pad would would help a little bit." The one, <laughs> the one time I didn't wear shin guards as a keeper, I got my leg just absolutely thrashed, and I remember the ref going, "You're not wearing shin guards," and I was like, "I forgot them." He was like, "He's like, <laughs> like a disappointed parent, just being like," mm. and I like ever since that, I was like, I wore them all the time. Yeah. Um, and it was just that one day I didn't, of course I was punished course, for it, but, of course. but I, dude, I, I had like the old school ones where you slip them over your feet and like mm -hmm. they protect your ankle. You know what I mean? And That's what like, I had. Little yeah. Vel Velcro to wrap around. Yeah. 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 I don't got electrical tape, uh, taping it to my socks. I don't got time for that. Nah. Yeah. I was that thing was nice. Tape. Yeah. You just, you just slide the whole thing on your yeah. ankles protected, your yeah. shins protected. Like, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, it, it this game, I think, um, I think it was last, yeah, last week before, I think before the Villa game, um, or maybe it was after. I don't know. Arteta was asked if he he liked how Arsenal controlled was controlling games this season, and he basically said he doesn't want to control games; he wants to dominate games. Um, I think this game, especially the first half, maybe was almost like picture perfect of that, um, minus only getting a, a few goals maybe um at the end of the first half arsenal had 15 shots brighton at zero wow this is the first time um since deserby's been there they haven't had a shot in the first half so that that says a lot and then even uh post game um brighton have scored in their previous 32 games arsenal shut them down so yeah. you know this this uh, goal of of being of dominating is is maybe closer than we we all thought. Um, and you know, even last week against Villa, like Arsenal, I think looked very maybe not dominant, but in control for for large parts of that game. Um, you know, shots didn't fall the way they they would have liked, but I think they're moving in that direction where they're mm -hmm. just they're gonna suffocate the team and just hang on to the ball all game i guess and and you know get their goals and 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 sit pretty but um i don't think it'll happen next week <laughs> i think next week will be a, a pretty back and forth 
match, but uh, we're just going to be punching each other at the same time. Yeah, um, for real. I, I do want to note on that stat about Brighton, the, it was the 32 games in a row they scored. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a team that relies so much on attack, and their goal is to outscore you, not necessarily outplay you. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, outplaying does mean outscoring, but they've also let in a goal 21 games in a row and counting. Yeah. So, you know, they, they have this... I think they're missing some key pieces right now that are just still so important to their attack. Um, but they got to figure out a way to get a clean sheet. They have, like, they got to yeah. figure out something against Ed, like 20 games. That means the teams that were yeah. relegated were scoring against you. Yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> still a big issue. Um, I think a little bit is, is, is being overlooked that they did lose, you know, McAllister and Caicedo, like yeah. two b- bitty, pretty big parts of their, their midfield. Um, but Brighton's just that team where like they lose the player and they bring in some unknown that's of equal or better value, right? And um, generally that's worked, but I think maybe they just haven't found the right midfields pairing to to really solidify that back line. Like Dunk's been great, um, you know. Pascal Gross is back and he he contributes pretty well. They need Sully March. They need Sully March to come back. I think it'll help. Yeah, I think he's the big one, um, and a stooping on too. Mm-hmm. Again, they're having to go the James. This is Liverpool all over again. They had to go James Milner and Lalana. It's like, yeah, I've been there, done. I had yeah. been there, done that with a younger version of those two. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's a challenge. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not shocked with their problems. Um, 35 year old attacking midfielders and 38 year old left backs in the Premier League. That's just a tough thing to come yeah. by so hey kudos for them to for yeah for putting them out there and saying please try to get us by but <laughs> that wasn't going to happen against the the top team in the league no yeah um overall pretty good weekend i think for arsenal you know city drop points now a five point gap liverpool dropped some points yep. um would have been even better if aston villa dropped points but Damn. oh well <laughs> Freaking Emery. Yeah. All right. And then uh, just do a quick shout outs to Tom Lockyer and, and Luton Town mm-hmm. and Bournemouth. Um, that game will probably be replayed or if something of it. It's 1 1 yeah. right now. Don't know what's going to come of it. Never really been in this situation before. I don't have any. I, I tried to look up like past yeah. events where it's been delayed like this, but there isn't really anything where a player had a problem and the game was canceled. Um, it. it Right move to make. You shouldn't be that game. Oh, yeah. That game shouldn't yeah. have moved on. Um, I, I think. I think Tom needs to shut it down, maybe for his career, because this is now his second. This is the second time this has happened yeah. to him, and you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me once, or I wouldn't know. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. He's at that point now where it's don't, don't, don't make this any worse than it already is. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I get it. You know, he finally got up to Premier League with Luton. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe while well, I'm sure he he's been, you know, cleared to play from the last one, like I think that it is just a different stress when you're at this level. Yeah. Um so I mean, yeah, like obviously he wanted to play and, and, and got to do quite a lot of it, but 
yeah, I think you know after after two in such a short period, um, it's just it's just not something to mess around with. You know, it's not just another hamstring strain or or no. you know a, another ACL tear. You know, it's something much more life-threatening. Life so it's, it's, yeah, you're, you're playing with your life at this point, and yeah, um, for him being the captain too and, and the team leader yeah. to get him up. I don't want to say your job is finished, but you have no problem from anyone yeah. if you decide to stop. No. And and that's the thing too, is like he has made such an impact at Luton that if he decides to step away from playing career, I'm sure he can go into the coaching and you know, they'll sure. take him in. And, and so he can stay in the game in that sense, or, you know, go into commentary or something if you want. But um, yeah, you know, wishing him all the best but i think you maybe hang up the boots yep not a bad not not a bad time to do it mm-hmm. all right josh player game and goal should we get into it oh yeah i, I kind of have a twofer here yeah yeah man I, kudos is just my, my heart he has he has my heart got gotcha. you <laughs> I wanted Just to put him in your fantasy team already. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. Um, I think I'm going to do it this week. I think I am because if I, I'm going to check Trippier, I'm going to check that injury. Mm-hmm. I want him. I want to get two in, <clears throat> but he, he's making my player and goal mm-hmm. for this week. Um, he had an excellent. I guess it wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago because I missed last week. So I, I'm trying to get my history down. But he had a brace. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Two weeks ago as well. Did he have a brace then? Perhaps. Maybe it's just the one. Um. Yeah. Two weeks ago was Palace. It's just the one, but he played great. Yeah. Um. So he makes the cut for me. He he's been kind of West Ham's new engine. They always have. I feel like they always got a new a new toy every week, and and he's he's been the one that's kind of sticking around and being consistent he's taking some of bowen's goals away but um i'm cool with it i'll, I'll take it i just got to get him in my team like again yesterday for sure so I'll, yeah i'll call it how it is i'll, I'll call him my player for right now mm-hmm. um and let me know let me know if you got any uh um i mean i think for player we almost gotta do a package deal like packata three assists i know Damn, all pretty great assists so um i think it's a packata kudos package um, I'm good with that. And then I liked, I think probably, I, I think I probably like his first goal the most. His second goal was tight, but I think Pakatov's pass really makes that goal. Yes. Um, where the first goal was a lot, a little bit more of like Kudis just like doing his thing. Drills it. So good. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Zach Penley, who told me about him before the World Cup last year. <laughs> Dang! See, that's he's been on your radar for so long. I wonder why you feel this like calling to him. <laughs> yeah, I've been eyeing him since, and then should have taken him from the get go. Um, <laughs> so, are you calling his goal goal of the week too? I think so. Oh shit! I, I, I kind of struggled to find a lot of goals this week that really yeah stuck out. So. Me too. I, I, I shout outs to the the Sterling assist to Palmer. That ball mm-hmm. was fucking kicked. Yeah. Um, Damn. <laughs> That was a rocket off the boot. Uh, Ollie Watkins winner. Shout outs to that. That was that was a fun one. Um, 
but yeah, those are those are definitely the highlights for me. Um, team. <laughs> um, I mean, it's be I, Palace, I, right? We said if yeah, if, if I, you take points off City, it's it's, it's got to be you. Like Palace is definitely my first choice. Um, I had West Ham there, you know, for for putting up a good display. Mm-hmm. Um, even Arsenal, just for kind of taking down their bogey team and and doing so pretty yep. dominantly. Yep. Um, but Palace is doing the whole league a favor, so. Uh, there you go and, and roy's laugh can we make that our episode picture because that is just <laughs> yeah. dude when i saw it live i was like there's no way because i it was a glimpse right it was so fast mm-hmm. it's hard to tell exactly what he was doing i was like is he laughing at pet and then <laughs> when i saw the replay i was like oh this is legendary this is so yeah. good he's just a fragile old man just laughing at his his sp- spaniard coach over there just yeah he's flipping just out. He, he's enjoying his time and you know, <laughs> cause some pain to to these big teams, and it's so good, dude. <laughs> I want to like. There, there's a funny video if you ever seen it. It's from an old, uh, the old University of North Carolina's basketball coach, where they win a game, and he's pretty old. His name's Dean Smith, and he's walking in. Uh, he's walking into the locker room, and he's like kind of crouching pretty low, and like, yeah, it's, dude, it's and then his team's in there. That's that's just exactly what I imagine Roy doing after that game. <laughs> And uh, it's special. Yeah, yeah. I think Palace for sure. Team of the week. Yo, meme of the week, team of the week. Yeah. Oh, meme of the week. New category. There oh, you go. man. We're going to do it? I think we should do it. <laughs> Dude, there's so many good ones. The shin guard. Uh, the, the Nunez thumbs up. For sure, meme of the week. All right. I'll, I'll keep an eye out next week. See what we can find. <laughs> Holy moly, Chad. There's so much. Untapped. All right. I like it. Got any more to say? I'm just glad you're back. Glad oh, I didn't have to do this one alone. <laughs> dude, it was close. On like Thursday or Friday, I was like, I, I was like, I still can't talk right. And even now, my, <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like I have a radio voice now, just by the, the depth, mm, the depth I'm showing off. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I can talk for this long too. I wasn't sure, but every phone call I had to make last week, dude, people were like, you sound terrible. I was like, I feel terrible. I was like, yeah, I, thanks. I was like, I just have to do this. Um, so yeah, happy to be back. Thanks for holding down the fort. Thanks for getting mm-hmm. Champions League done. I'm off of oh, school yeah. now for the next month, so I'll be a, I'll be chilling. It's gonna be a chill month. No traveling, just hanging with the oh, dogs. Nice. Chris is yeah. gonna be off work, so it'll be a nice, nice chill time. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you got another week of Arsenal on top, so Christian can can wave that flag around and sing you some songs and <laughs> dude she's so petty every time i was like i was like you know who you play next year she's oh i know and i was like <laughs> okay uh, yeah i want to hear how that game goes next week <laughs> dude if you could be a fly on this wall at certain yeah. times it's it's like do you know what time you play tomorrow she goes yeah i know she doesn't say she's like yeah i know i was like oh, whatever. <laughs> Fine. damn okay it's gonna be a little feisty all right chad good to be back um with that episode 55 the hooligans pitch we're out Mm -hmm. yeah all right we're out peace peace